to Real Life Mom, the podcast. I'm so excited to share with you my very special guest today. Um, we will be talking about yoga and meditation on, on this podcast. Um, I've grown up uh, doing yoga and meditation uh, in my home as a child. Uh, and I feel like yoga and meditation is a great way to instill healthy activity at a very young age. Um, today I'm chatting to, to Kogi. She is a mummy to three beautiful children. Um, she has also practiced yoga uh, for the last 15 years. Um, hi, Kogi. Uh, guys, please uh, intro you, subscribe, rate and review my podcast uh, if you enjoy it. Thank you. Um, so let's get started. Let me give you um, a brief intro about Kogi. Um, Kogi, as I said, has uh, done yoga for uh, 15 years now. It started uh, 15 years ago when she was struggling to make sense of her life. Um, yoga allowed her to the opportunity um, to explore herself. Um, the joy of yoga led her to wanting to teach it to others. So she did her adult yoga teacher training in 2011 and qualified in vinyasa yoga. As a vinyasa yoga teacher, right, Kogi? Okay, and then in 2012, her first child was born and she did yoga with him since birth. And um, when her a second child was born, um, she decided to do a kids yoga training course. Um, she's also started yoga into various parts of her life wherever possible. Um, and when her third child was born, unfortunately, she had to stop teaching yoga for a bit and she missed it immensely. But since COVID arrived, uh, it's given her an opportunity now to teach yoga online uh, to two small kids groups. Um, and uh, this is done on a Saturday morning and it's been lots of fun doing this yoga with her own kids as well as teaching other kids. Um, however, it, can, it does come with some challenges. So thank you so much, Kogi, for joining uh, Real Life Mom, the podcast. I'm so grateful and excited that you could take time out of your very, very busy day to chat to us about yoga and meditation for children. <laughs> Fantastic. So what I've done is I've got a few questions that I'm going to be asking Kogi about her journey on meditation and yoga. Um, and yeah, she's going to tell us a bit more about it. So for those of you who don't know, um, Kogi, can you please tell us uh, um, what is yoga and what is meditation? Two of the other limbs, it talks. 
about yamas and yamas and those things relate to how you carry yourself yeah. um, and the observance of yourself so how you carry yourself whether it's things like truthfulness and kindness and not just to yourself but the way you relate to the world okay so um, yoga unfortunately a lot of times people think it's what you do on your mat um, but it's also what you do off your mat because you can incorporate in your daily life and that's what I love about it so much and that's why I say that I found I found yoga actually found me at a time in my life when um, I was going through things and I couldn't make sense of it and incorporating that into my life gave me so much more meaning about myself um, and um, the other aspects of it meditation is actually included in, in the agents of yoga um, and then the other aspect that is also commonly um, used in the world today is what they call pranayama pranayama is breath work and prana the literal translation is life force um, and if we think about it we take our breath for granted right so um yeah. it's what's actually keeping us alive if you stop breathing you're dead mm-hmm. um and we don't actually understand how those things affect our lives if you're not conscious of what's going on and um like i said meditation is one of them um, there's another aspect called pratyahara, which is the withdrawal of the senses. So if you think about the life that we live right now, um, everything that's coming at us and at what a pace that it's coming at us, it's very important to take that time for yourself um, to reflect, self-reflect, go inwards, figure out what's going on with you. Because living in this world that we live in, and, and we've seen it even with COVID, um, the way people responded when this first came out, um, People were doing crazy things, right? By buying yeah. toilet paper all over the place and thinking that we were all going to die. Um, <laughs> yes. In fact, the method is, it's not as simple as that. And if you if you actually take the time to step back and digest what's going on, um, we then tend to become more responsive people, responsible people rather than reactive people. Um, and with that comes better choices. Okay? Yeah. So for me, it's life. It's not just what you do on your mat. That is why I love it so much. That is why I I want to incorporate it with my kids. Um, uh, and the sorry, the, just to complete the the question, uh, the last part of yoga is what's uh, called samadhi, yeah. which is um, enlightenment, enlightenment or bliss. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a greater journey to where everything gets you, right. I, I mean, I've been a person. I've always been searching, um, and and a lot of people talk about the woo-woo stuff of yoga. Um, I love the woo. Woo, <laughs> um, I like that. Not just that, and, and it's interesting as being a student, as being a, a teacher, and if you observe people, which I, I love doing, even observing myself, right? And I think the journey starts with that. Uh, it gives you a better understanding uh, to see how people. Uh, and I want to say react because we are so focused on putting out uh, who we are based on everything outside ourselves. Yeah. So if you see someone else doing a yoga pose, you think, oh gosh, why can't I do that? But it's the appreciation for yourself as well. It's the appreciation for your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to continue this, this conversation because it came to mind, right? One yeah. of the kids in the class said to me, um, I don't understand why I have to do yoga. And uh, Shaggy's mom was stressed and she came back to me and she's like, I wasn't there. What did he say? So I said, no, really, it's okay. I would actually encourage the kids to ask. I was a child yeah. that asked for it, drove my mother insane. <laughs> um, the 
value comes from asking the questions. The value comes from the exploration. And yoga gives you that opportunity to explore. And um, I love having to explain this to kids. Um, it gives me an opportunity to also reflect on why I want to do this for the kids. Um, and, and I don't think there's a distinction. There's a really not a distinction whether a child is doing it or whether a parent is doing it. Um, the results or the benefits of it is the same. Um, so yeah, for me, yoga is a way of life. That's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic to hear that it's not just for kids or it's not just for adults. It's for everybody and it's a way of life. And I think... Um, it's so easily incorporated as well into our lives, which is absolutely fantastic to hear. Um, my next follow-on question is, uh, can you please tell us why you became interested in yoga and meditation? And specifically, what drew you to um, teaching children's yoga and meditation? So, like I said, I think yoga found me. I actually ended up, um, I was invited by friends that had got a,
when I was helping myself deal with my uh, my fear of public speaking through something that I enjoyed. And secondly, I wanted to give the joy that yoga brought in my life to other people. So it took a lot for me. It took a lot for me mm-hmm. on that journey to find as a teacher. Um, but it's one of the most rewarding things that I've done. Um, and and then you ask me why, why my kids yoga teacher training as well. I mean, I had kids when I had my... Uh, I have three kids, right? So when I had my first son, um, I'm also very pro your body tells you things, okay? And that's also the beauty of yoga. You learn to listen to your body. Um, and, and our bodies have been designed. I mean, though anybody that's been through the process of pregnancy will know. So um, why, kids, why did I want to do my kids' uh, teacher training? So um, I did it with my son. I, I used yoga to help him with whether it was wind, whether it was having to burp, and I just did the stages of yoga that was applicable to them. And, and, and any mother or any parent or any person that observes a child or a baby, you'll see that babies are natural yogis. Um, and it's very interesting because I do yoga. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, my, my daughter's a year now, and she's doing down dog. They just see you do it and they, and they want to do it. That must know? be so cute. And they, yeah, and, and I've recorded it. Even, even my second son, I've got a recording. Um, when, and he knew it. When I used to say three-legged dog or a split dog, he would take his one leg up to the air. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, the ability of them to get their toes to their nose and that flexibility, you are born with that flexibility. Okay? And for me, um, I, think, I think the pressure of the schooling system as well I just thought there's, there's more to it. Like I was saying, emotional and mental well-being needs to come before anything academic-related, okay? And, and, and I've experienced that in my life because my, my dad's diabetic, he's on dialysis, and um, and I remember at the stage of time it, it was not that, um, that bad, and he was still on medication, and me as this young person was still telling him, uh, you need to exercise, and he was very, very focused into his work, very... Um, work driven and things like that and, and then he had to get medically boarded before retirement because he couldn't he couldn't work anymore it wasn't possible yeah. so if, if you're not yeah so if you're not able to take care of your body and, and like I said in more than one way the physical aspect the mental aspect the emotional aspect the spiritual aspect and it's yeah. not about religion the spiritual aspect um, we're not able to live in this world to our full capacity Absolutely. and that's what we want for our kids right ultimately me personally, I just don't want my child to be this um, end product out of a system that's been going on for years and years, and yet my child doesn't know who they are there. And yet my child doesn't know how to be a human being rather than a human doing. Um, so that's my reason behind yoga. And I think, you know what? I am such a, I am such a serious person in my life. My kids have taught me, and yoga has taught me, I mean, now when I teach the kids, they say something to me. It's so much fun, you know. It's like fun banter between the kids and myself. That's the enjoyment for me for yoga. The when when a mom sends me a video of a child doing something um, where I'm testing their capabilities, it brings great joy to me and it brings great joy to the child as well. Um, and and it's great for us to do yoga because for me, it's an experience of being playful again. We've lost so much of it because we're striving for all of these things that we consider successful and we forget who we are. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's why you're a teacher. 
That's fantastic. Oh, I love the reason behind it and the story behind why you're teaching. It's it, it, it's absolutely, you know, great. And you can just see, Kogi, that you're so passionate about what you do. And I love that. <laughs> uh, my next question is, um, at what age can we introduce yoga and meditation um, to children? Okay, so um, I was saying I was doing yoga with my son from the time he was a baby. Um, so there's nothing stopping you. There's a lot of information out of there. Out there, there's a lot of videos out there. I bought a book. Um, granted, I was a qualified um, adult yoga teacher, but it's it's different teaching adults and, and kids. Um, but you can start with your kids at any time. Um, I, my kids, I roll up on the floor with them. If I'm in down dog, they're crawling underneath. Um, and, and it's wonderful to make it a playful experience. It's my bonding time with them as well. Um, so I would do it from, from the get-go, to be honest. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, and then a follow-on to that is, when would be the best time to do yoga in the day? So would it be in the mornings, the evenings? When would you say is the best time? So it depends. Um, me, I understand my schedule. I understand what I need to do. And for me, it works doing it first thing in the morning. I like to know that I've seen to myself before I see to anybody else. It gives me the energy for my day. Okay. And depending when you do it, um, determines the kind of yoga that you're going to do. Okay. So if you need the energy, then the poses are a little bit different. The intensity is a little bit different. And it also depends what yoga you do. If you're doing it in the evening, you don't, and, and you know that it's about time to go to bed, you're not going to want something that's going to lift your energy because you actually want to wind down. Um, so it really depends when and why you're doing it, um, and you have to make that decision for yourself. Uh, for me, if the kids are up and they want to do yoga with me, I let them do yoga with me. If it's uh, bedtime, and what I try to get it in before bedtime as well, I do calming down poses to get the kids to calm down as well. They come and they, they do it with me. Um, but for me personally, I usually do it in the morning. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Um, and then um, for the parents out there that are listening, um, how and what is the best way to introduce yoga and meditation to children? Is there some technique um, to invite them onto your mat or um, do you have any secrets of, or, or, that you can share with us on that? Because they think all the stuff. 
life is coming to me in my head I should not so I'm doing it wrong you cannot be wrong <laughs> you cannot be doing it wrong absolutely um, yeah so yeah and, and like when we did the transcendental meditation course um, I remember them saying to me like with the kids that up to the age of um, 10 it's 5 minutes and then thereafter um, it's whatever the child's age is so if you're 11 it would be 11 minutes if you're 12 it's 12 minutes okay that's a great I question generally, yeah so I generally with the kids that I teach um, and it makes it a little bit hectic because you're not uh, physically together um, and so you're running short of time because you're doing this online and you have to check each child. I usually get them to sit for two minutes just with some sort of affirmation in their head to keep their mind centered. Um, so for two minutes and then they have like two minutes relaxation and then me again. Okay. That sounds easy enough to do. And uh, I'm just thinking of that with my four-year-old and yeah, that's just 10 minutes in a day. That's so easy to do. so much about yoga um i would like you to show us uh, probably uh, a simple yoga technique that we could practice as adults and maybe even uh, for the kids uh, and then a meditation technique so you could i don't know which one you want to start with first and you can take us through that Yes. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, we, we live in a society with people are so anxious. 
oxygen into your lungs. So you could do that with a child, and that's just imagining a balloon. Um, and they can be whatever color that they that they want the balloon to be. And you can make it, you know, you can make it playful with them. You can make it fun with them. See whose balloon can get bigger. Wow. Um, yeah. So so you could do that with the kids. Um, a very good one for parents as well to get the left and right um, right hemispheres of the brain working together. It also helps to energize you, energize you and helps you to calm down and help your nervous system as well. Is what they call uh, in Sanskrit. It's called Dhamani Shradana. It's called alternate nostril breathing. Um, and you can do nine rounds of this if you want to. Um, and effectively, what it is is you take your left hand, and place it on your your leg, palms facing upwards like that, and you take your index finger and your middle finger and you place it in between your eyebrows. You use these fingers and your thumb in order to close your nostrils. Okay, so I'm going to do it from this side. See. Okay. And essentially, what it is is you start by closing the right nostril with your thumb, so only the left nostril is left open. Breathe in through the left nostril. You then close the left nostril and you open the right. So you breathe out through the right nostril. And then you breathe in through the right nostril. You close the right nostril. You open the left. You breathe out through the left. And that's one round. Okay. Right? So you can do that for nine, nine rounds if you want to. And when you're done, you just release both nostrils, you put your hands down and you just full breath in through the nose and out through the nose. Okay, that, that's just one one pranayama technique to actually help helps with your nervous system. Okay. Yoga poses. Um yoga poses so I I try to I try and be um a jungle gym for my kids. So if you're doing this during the day my son I mean, we, we do schoolwork at home for now with COVID-19. Um, if I, if they're out of the bed, best way to get out of, get them out of the bed and get the blood flowing at the same time and making it fun, I use myself as their support. We do handstands. Blood gets to the brain, get them up, get them going, move on. Wow. Okay? <laughs> um, don't have the kids here right now. Um, and maybe Mira can share a picture. I'll send you a picture of the kids. Oh, that would be great. Oh, maybe um and if it's before bedtime what we normally do so so folding forward is a, a good way or good postures to use in order to calm uh someone including yourself okay um so even if you just want to do what they call ragdoll okay and it's literally just standing up and then from your hips you're going to fall forward and you just hang down you just hang down you release your head you release your neck your spine releases, everything releases, and you make sure that the weight's on the front of your feet. Yeah. Um, and and that, that just calms you. That makes you turn inwards, and that calms you. And one other thing we could do, and the dads are more than welcome to do this, there's no, um, <laughs> there's no discrimination in terms of who or, or um, any gender who can do this. Yeah. Um, there's a post called Viparita uh, Karani, his legs up the wall. Okay. Um, very good for tired legs. Um, very good for also calming. Very good for um, for just relaxing you before bedtime. And it's literally very easy. You can do it for five to ten minutes. I'm just gonna get off the yoga. Five to ten minutes, and then 
Okay. Oh, that sounds and looks like such a relaxing pose, Cogs. Yes, so so it's perfect. It's perfect for before bedtime. Mm-hmm. I also do that with my boys, um, and sometimes I use it as a, um, I don't want to say distraction, a method. So if I'm still busy and I need them to calm down while I'm still busy, um, and they're in the room with me, I just give them, and uh, and <clears throat> and it's important, like I said. What gets thrown at us and stimulates us sometimes, and we're talking about Prabhupada withdrawal of the senses. Um, I like to because we are so visually stimulated. Stimulated. I love to just close my eyes sometimes, and just so that you don't take in anything that's going on around you, you can use your breath. You can tell your kids to use your breath. It's interesting. My. Um, uh, read these books i can't remember the name now um and uh the the author he has in those books called snuggle breathing uh, breathing mira you and i did that course that they were having um and i can't remember the author i think it's andrew something and he's got the snuggle breathing so we do the snuggle breathing in the bed all of us um and he essentially says i breathe i breathe for me and you take a deep breath in and you breathe out i breathe for you take a deep breath in breathe out I breathe for us, deep breath in, breathe out. I breathe for all that surrounds us. Deep breath in, deep breath out. That's beautiful. Um, and I've also started introducing the tightening of the body parts with my oldest son, um, just so that his body's relaxed before we, before we fall off to sleep. That's yeah. stunning. Thank you so much, Cogs. Um, so part of the podcast, um, uh, I have a few questions for all of my guests that come on. Um, and uh, they're just five questions and you can answer them either with one word if you're comfortable or with a, an explanation or a sentence, whatever you prefer. So I'm just going to shoot off with the first one if you don't mind. Um, so who um, are your sources of uh, inspiration in your life? <sighs> the list is endless. Love, <laughs> your best childhood memory? My best childhood memory? Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, think, I think I'm just, I've, I've always been a physically active person from the time I was small. I think my mom was probably thought she had three boys, not two boys and one girl. I was the youngest <laughs> of three kids. I was climbing trees with my brothers. I used to climb up the walls with my brothers. I used to climb up into the attic with them. Um, 
And now when I look at my little girls, I'm not just think, I hope you're gonna be a tomboy. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can fit in with the boys, yeah. <laughs> Oh, excellent. And okay, as a mom, uh, how do you manage your time um, so that you can be fulfilled in every aspect of your life? To be fulfilled. So I think fulfillment is something that we are always chasing, right? Um, and to live in the moment is what's the most fulfilling thing. But from a time aspect, I've learned to say no. Okay. It's hard. I got asked the question. How do I say no to somebody? And my response was, understand if you can't say no to that person, you say no to me. So you think about what's important to you. And that's what I had to do. I had to think about what's important to me. Um, uh, and not everybody's going to like you for it, right? But at the end of the day, it's my priorities. I'm the one that has to go to sleep at night with myself. Um, and I'm not saying to be harsh to other people. I'm not saying uh, you need to be I'm saying you need to be also be sensitive to what's important to you because if you're not happy, nobody else around you is going to be happy. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Saying no is important, I, I feel. Otherwise, we invite in everything and it, and, and we become overwhelmed. Absolutely. Um, my fourth question is, what advice would you give to your children to stay determined? To stay determined? Yep. great advice um okay and my final question to you is if you could be an animal for a week what would you be <laughs> I've always loved very valuable information with everyone um, and also for sharing your journey with us um, I think we've learned a lot in the session um, for me personally definitely going to be trying the balloon exercise um, with my little guy um, and the nine rounds of the breathing um, that I think it's very important to, to do all of these things and incorporate it uh, into our lives um, yeah so uh, Guys, whoever's listening, I, I hope you also um, try some of these yoga poses. Uh, please give us a co some comments on, on how you're feeling or pop me an email. I'd like to know how it goes. Um, can you also please like, subscribe and share to this podcast after this? And if you're interested in being interviewed on this podcast, please pop me a message or an email. Um, 
on the Real Life Mom blog, um, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, thank you guys. Looking forward to the next episode. Stay tuned for all the details on my social media. Bye. Thanks, Nika. Thanks, Kogi. Bye-bye.